Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to Sure It'll Be Grand. But you wonder to yourself, it's a Friday. What's going on? And I say to you, how dare you not listen to the end of the last podcast? You owe it to us to listen to every single word that we say, right? What do you think, Owen? Yes, we are here once again with our weekly WandaVision review series every <laughs> Friday morning. Wait, no. Oh, no, not again. No. <laughs> This is the one of those, you know, in the movies where you just like wake up out of bed and it's a cold sweat. Anyway, it's none of that. Uh, we're not doing Wonder Vision because we've done that. <laughs> but yes, uh, it's Friday and we are doing a new little program where two Irish Egypts give you the, <laughs> what they judge to be important news from their point of view. Um, so that means, like, that's like, don't worry anymore about watching Fox News or the RTE or whatever. Like, just come to us; we'll give you the important stuff. Good advice in general. Don't watch yeah, yeah. Fox News <laughs> or RTE um, or, or, or RTE. Yes, both. <laughs> oh, because he's uh, not getting a job with RTE now. <laughs> both state-funded <laughs> media mouths. Anyway, wait. No, it's not, but, you know, anyway. I was about to say, it's Fox. <laughs> Probably is. Never mind. Anyway, yeah, so we're going to do a few little news bits that we found through the week and, you know, give us an opinion on those. Um, So, some right off the top, uh, for any handheld uh, gaming fans, um, Nintendo Switch, OLED hands-on, the next, like, Nintendo Switch um, form. Uh, we've had the light, we had the original, and now there's one that's coming out with a slightly bigger screen. I believe the battery is a little bit bigger. And honestly, I think the general consensus from fans is, are, is like, where's the pro version? What the fuck is this? Why are you wasting our time? That's, that's the general uh, impression I've been getting from Nintendo fans about this release of yet another Switch variety. I mean, it's it's the same thing. It's the same switch, isn't it? It's the like it's the same switch, same games, all that. Yeah, like there's not. It's just slightly bigger. It's bigger, a uh, bit thinner, a uh, bigger screen. I it's think battery's like, a little bit better. It's like the switch. Just, just it's just a switch. But it's the next one. But it's, it's the just. A, but it's not. It's the same. Yeah, it's, it's not the pro. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like if they release actually a pro version, you know, massive battery life, maybe loads internal. Their processing, you know, you know, like how Xbox and PlayStation have done. They always have that plus version. Like, they come up, but this is not a plus version, whatsoever. It's plus sized, kinda, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and coming on the back of that, uh, Gabe Newell, um, has I suppose not he Steam in general has released uh the thing called Steam Deck, which is very much I suppose PC's answer to the Nintendo Switch. It's a portable handheld console, uh, screen, everything built in, and you should be able to play any PC games on the, obviously, you know, being the size that it is, there's limitations. But like they were saying, like, 
this is not only going to be a thing where you just download Steam games. This is a PC, basically. So if you wanted to go to the Epic Game Store and download games from, you know, basically Steam's opponent, you can do that. You can apparently download Windows as an app as well, which is, you know, interesting. Um, it Price-wise, it's about $400, um, which isn't terrible, really, for handheld PC uh, computing. Like, a lot of the other ones are at about the... <laughs> one grand to about two grand if not a little bit higher so this is actually something that's quite close to people actually able to buy it would you be interested in buying a handheld console that could do like no. pc games no i don't know i i don't have any interest in any sort of handheld handheld thing really anymore you passed that are you? yeah it's just me yeah. i don't but you used to be into it you used to like handheld yeah, I games mean, i had a game boy I had a PSP for a while, but like you had the DS as well, didn't you? That's when it peaked, and it's, yeah, that's it. I don't know. I just don't have. I don't see myself gaming outside in other places. I'm just like, no. I just, yeah. I'd rather just sit in a comfortable armchair with a nice screen and <laughs> play well, my I, game. I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know this Steam Deck thing. I don't think it's. It won't work. It's fairly sounds, cheap. It sounds too good to be true, to be honest. I don't think Yeah, it's, it's, it pr- it probably is going to fall apart terribly. Yeah. Like Do other I mean, hardware that yeah, Steam has tried to sell. Their last console kind of thing went super well. But. Yeah. Um, look, other releases. Uh, Skyward Sword, um, game that came out for the Wii, has been re-released for the Switch. Uh, people are very excited. It's uh, the year of Zelda. I'm not sure which anniversary I I want to say 35, but I can really tell I'm wrong. And someone just went, you fucking bastard. You know? Um, then some weird Nintendo news. Um, probably my favorite game of all time, uh, which is Super Mario 64. It was like m- my first game on a console to have. Uh, has sold for the highest in gaming history. 1.5 million that's tax evasion right For, what's why why so it's sealed I think it's an early copy of it right it's this tax like, evasion it's like Pokemon cards I, I think it's the same sort of nonsense yeah 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 I mean look if you have the money why not yeah Go ahead. No, I can think of many things of why not. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Um, but yeah. yeah it's but ch- you... Cheap change, isn't it? <laughs> change? What do you mean change? We all have that. We all have $1.5 million just lying around, right? That we can yeah, just that's spend that's... on nonsense and memorabilia. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All the time, yeah. We're loaded, um, man. We make a podcast. That means we're elite, rich. Oh, I haven't. I'm in charge of the accounting. I haven't really shown you the money behind the scenes yet. I've been spending like crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no, I know. That's that's why we have to talk. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, before we get, um, you know, pulled for tax evasion, uh, do you have any news yourself? On. I there's a couple of things in the movie world that we might hit on just um just some nice stories I suppose this is kind of a positive one 
So the Emmy nominations and etc. were released this week for the this this season's Emmys, I suppose. And there was one standout story amongst them. So MJ Rodriguez, um, who is an actress who stars in a drama called Pose, uh, which mm-hmm. airs on FX, and she is the first trans woman to be nominated for an Emmy in any acting category and specifically in a major acting category. She's been nominated for, um, I think, best actress in a lead or best like leading actress in a drama or something along those lines. Hmm. So that's nice to see. That's a it's really fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good story. Uh, least, um, if it's not the industry moving forward, it's the industry understanding these things are important for people now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think there was uh, just kind of piggybacking off of that as well. There was a, a study, uh, the findings of which I think GLAD did a study. Um, oh, they announced, it was just only yesterday, haha, yesterday, the 15th yesterday, that um, yes. LGBTQ film characters um, have had or been having and experiencing greater visibility and screen time in 2020 than they've ever had before. Rightfully so, yeah. yeah. So you know, those are, those are two... humankind for once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, moving wildly away from that, then uh, Nicolas Cage is in the news this week as he was supposed to be playing <laughs> um, Joe Exotic in a Tiger King movie that Amazon were making, and he has announced My this God, week. that would work. Yeah, but he has sadly announced this week that he's not doing it anymore. Uh, Any he, reason? Yeah, he basically said that uh, it's been too long, was more or less what he said. He said, I read a couple of scripts, and he said, uh, honestly, it's taking too long, and uh, we're just not going to do yeah, it Yeah, the hype is... It was over. The it's only, like, the like, only it's reason... Like it's been gone for yeah, six months, you know, at least. Tiger King was only a thing because we it released when the whole world went into lockdown for the very first time, and yeah. if it wasn't for that, nobody would have watched it, and it wouldn't have been a thing. Isn't Michael Bay releasing some, like, COVID-26 movie as well? Uh, another one he, was Michael. <laughs> he released no, it's, Michael it Bay has already been released Michael Bay released a movie last year mid pandemic about the world experiencing a pandemic and being but in lockdown the one I heard is about another strain of COVID oh I don't know about that I'm not sure okay fair enough um that that yeah fair enough okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and anything else you have to share Um. Okay. Some more casting news, I suppose. A uh, small one, just to mention. Yeah, um, sure. Indiana Jones Five is filming at the moment in London, so the gang is back. The gang being Harrison Ford, <laughs> and uh, yes. and who else is in this one? Whose birthday is today? Oh, nice one! Happy birthday, Harrison! Uh, same as Sir Patrick Stewart, unless that was yesterday. But it's one of the days, yeah, folks. You'll of, get it. Either or. <laughs> Uh, so her Indiana Jones 5 filming at the moment. Um, Harrison Ford is back to play Indiana Jones. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, and now Antonio Banderas has just been announced to be joining the I cast. I haven't heard of him in a while. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him in anything myself. I love him. Honest. He's, he's fantastic. Good. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. So he is uh, joining Indiana Jones 5, uh, which is being directed by James Mangold, who we know did from mainly from Logan, most people will know him from. Um, which he followed up with Ford v Ferrari, which was Oscar nominated last year, the year before. Which is um, so both good films. So uh, Steven Spielberg is involved in some elements, but James Mangold is directing this one. So that's there's casting news. Antonio Banderas joins Indiana Jones <laughs> Five. 
um with marvel tv still bubbling away um some great news um matt shackman um director of wandavision has now been put down to be the writer for the next i suppose the kelvin timeline star trek universe movie which for most normal people star trek 4 uh, <laughs> yeah. um he's he's coming on um to write that um we don't know much about it yet um we don't even know if chris pine and zachary quint are coming back but i imagine that's the plan um though i know that's what actually kept these movies coming back for a while because they kind of became bigger stars in you know in a big way and were quite expensive there were a lot of, like contractual debates and that kind of stuff but yeah i mean look I'm a Star Trek fan, and it, I'm a TV Star Trek fan, and you have a lot of people who bemoan these the rebooted universe or like this alternate timeline one. But I, I don't know. I, I always thought they were great fun. I just, I just never measured them up next to original Star Trek because why would you? Very different things, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've mentioned a couple of times on this. I, I, I haven't ever seen much of Star Trek outside of these, like J.J. Abrams verse movie things whatever the hell yeah. they're called um i think they're fine like yeah. i think the first one's quite good into darkness i didn't think it was as bad as most people said it was fine like and same. i think if you're, I think, if you're think, i think if you're barely a fan yeah, of star trek like, you do i think yeah. they're all i all of them i would say yeah they're grand yeah. i don't mind i really them. like beyond mm. i actually thought they yeah, a lot of people there. a lot of people did yeah i thought it was i just i would consider them all grand to be honest yeah i didn't hate them i didn't love any of them yeah uh i'd imagine the movie will have some sort of it will be Star Trek colon something when it comes out. It won't be Star Trek four because yeah. all the others have something. So yeah, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I, th- yeah. I like. I think the main positive for me for those movies was the cast. To be oh, honest, I think like, I think they're all. I, think, love being yeah, on set. I think like <laughs> Carl Urban. I think I love him as Bones. I think as he's McCoy. Great. Yeah, oh, I think he's brilliant. So good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think they're all good. I like even I'm not a huge Simon Pegg fan, but I like him as Scotty. Uh, I think John Cho is great as Sulu. Chris Pine does a great Kirk. So yeah, I don't know. I I like them. Yeah, I'll be interested. And I hope they keep that cast if when this comes yeah. back. So, and I mean you know obviously we've been hearing rumors of different Star Trek movies like Quentin Tarantino. What his one has been floating around. I don't even know if that's any way official to be honest. Because I think someone just asked him once, and he says, "Yeah, I'd love to make one." Well, he no, he's he. It started as that, and then he said he was doing it, like yeah. it wasn't just I want to. He said he was writing a script, and it was it was happening for a while, and then suddenly okay. it wasn't anymore. And then and now it's been a couple of years, and I haven't heard anything. So yeah, and uh, there was another start. You know, as we know, there's been like talks about a Star Trek four movie for a while, and um. Noah Hawley, he was involved as well. He was the writer at one stage, and then um, he got kicked. Um, and, then, and then there's another like movie that's actually in the early stages um, by Star Trek Discovery alumna uh, Kalinda Vasquez. Sorry for mispronouncing. I definitely did that. Um, but that's at an early stage. I'm very interested uh, if she, why she's involved. Because now, obviously, I've heard a bit about her, and she has Star Trek in her blood her entire life but she wrote for discovery so i'm wondering do you think like is it going to be part of the star trek discovery sort of story or because i think it's meant to be an original script so this is not part of the one two three and four it's going to be like a side thing and from what i can judge 
they probably won't be that far apart either. It'll be like a year apart between the two. You yeah, know? you considering she's worked on Discovery previously, you'd imagine if she is going to be writing a movie, it would be in that realm or yeah. writing for those characters. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to say. It, it like production companies and studios seem to be yeah. um just throwing anything that'll stick out there as long as it has some sort of franchise name attached to it they'll just go yeah fine whatever who cares just throw what it out is, there so <laughs> what is interesting um is that if she's worked for discovery she's basically just written for the prime universe she hasn't written anything with the kelvin universe so my thought is like this would be the first prime star trek universe movie we've had since um first contact or was, no it was nemesis yeah it was nemesis okay. which means nothing to you but some people are going to hear this go oh he's right uh, <laughs> so there you go um few little bits of information left owen how do you feel about streaming games um i have i've my main experience with it is the is playstation's attempt at it they're like yeah, playstation now playstation now i have i've tried that it's not great yeah uh yeah i don't know we were talking about this doing for and um, the game it's twitch quite, we're use that one stage there's like i'm not sure if it's it might just be down to my connection uh like i don't know maybe if i was if I had a wired connection or a more stable internet connection or something, I don't know. But I've always yeah. found that there's there's a it's just like there's like an input lag sometimes, and it's kind of awkward. And it's yeah. I suppose it depends on the game. Some games input lag is not the worst thing in the world to happen, but for other ones where you have to time something exactly, mm, yeah, you know that's an issue. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, but the reason I say this, and look, we've had different streaming servers. We have Xbox Game Pass has streaming available. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google Stadia, which was one of the big ones and was kind of shown off um, from E3 two years ago. xCloud, Amazon Luna, I think that's still happening, though I think it's on the decline. And even the Nintendo Switch technically has game streaming because um, they have an old library that you can stream of like the NES and SNES games. And you don't download this. This is, you know, honestly, but I mean, it's a little bit different because they don't require that much information. Anyway, I'm talking myself into a corner. The reason I mention all this is because Netflix has hired Mike Verdu, a former uh, Facebook and Electronic Arts executive, and he will join the, you know, Netflix streaming giant as his new vice president of game development. In the hopes of Netflix walking into streaming games. The silence. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. This feels to me like Netflix want to start making games. Yeah. That's their next thing that they're going to edge themselves into. So this might this might start off at, like honestly it's such it's so early in it we've no idea really how it's going to work. Uh I don't yeah. know whether this is going to be like through the current Netflix app cuz so the current Netflix app is available on consoles already. 
So I don't know if, yeah. if this is going to be Netflix are just going to like now the same way they do with movies, they're just going to buy the rights to a bunch of games. So suddenly you would be, you could stream games through the Netflix app on your PlayStation and just use your PlayStation controller. Um, and I, then rather than yeah. area locking the content, they would console lock the content so you can only stream Sony games on your PlayStation or etc. But then they'd be in direct competition with PlayStation's PS Now platform. So it feels like this might be a PC only type thing or you can do it just on your smart tv so it it feels to me like they're gonna this is they're gonna make their own games they've brought the in and they're gonna do i don't know I, i'm i'm kind of just thinking from memory here and i could be wrong i think xbox game pass became available on the playstation or uh, uh, something xbox game pass became available on another console um, or it's becoming you, available. You can you can access Xbox Game Pass on like on PC. Yeah, that's not really. I think it's from another console. Like, um, yeah. Sorry, I probably should have looked that up. Uh, but the thought just came <laughs> to me now. But here we are. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm look. I'm always. I hate to be the slippery slope guy, but I'd hate for game streaming to become the norm because we already like look. Owen will be the first one to tell you. I have quite a few games on Steam. Um, but here's the deal. If Steam shuts down, all my games are gone. I have access to none of that. Mm-hmm. So I I don't, by definition, really own them if they can be simply taken away from me mm-hmm. in a second. And don't get me wrong, there are plenty of plus points to having digital copies because physical copies can break. You know, they can we've all scratched a disc or two in our lifetime. Like, um, but I'm worried about paying for things that I can't keep. Now I know things like I can understand it for some games. There are, there are plenty of throwaway games. That you play like once and you'll never play them again, you know? So why would you buy them outright? Like maybe I'm, I'm probably completely wrong with this but like god of war looks like a game to me that you could play it once or maybe you play it at a legendary version but then you're kind of like okay i'm done with this now you move on it's not like multitudes of side quests that you can re-experience and role plays a whole different thing that doesn't really exist for those games or uh, i mean <clears throat> the, the new god of war you mean Mm. Like the P- PlayStation Four one, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. I suppose it's. Uh, I understand. I know. I know. I know what you're trying to. I know what you're getting at. Like yeah. in terms of replayability, I don't. God of War for me, is. I I will go back and play that again, but it's more Fair because enough. just to re-experience the story mm. because it's actually that game is so good. But I yeah. I understand what you're saying in terms of. There, yeah. You're right. There isn't a whole lot of like, unless you're a crazy completionist who wants to collect. 600 hats yeah. or whatever the fuck but yeah <laughs> but yeah no, so I, like, I get what you're saying um yeah or i don't know the last of us right and again i know it's it's a beautiful game but you can play that game once and you'll get ev- you'll experience everything playing through it once you know yeah. there is no need to go back and oh what if i do this or what if i see this it's it's all done so i understand games like that and it's not to say these games aren't great they're fantastic games they're just digested in a different way um i i don't mind them being on a streaming platform like the playstation now i think is like 60 dollars um a year 
and you can play a whole bunch of games. Yeah, PlayStation Now, I think, is 60 yeah. per year, something along so, those lines. And ga- Xbox Game Pass is less. It's like nothing. It makes sense for things like that. But for example, I hate saying Skyrim, but Skyrim, how many times have you restarted Skyrim? Uh, one, two, 67,000. Yeah, I think you're underballing a little bit, yeah, but maybe. yeah, you know, <laughs> but the, they are games that you want to go back to and they, you want it to be yours. So I don't mind it being as a subservice. Like, if you say, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll subscribe to the 60 year and I get to play some of these games through and that's it. But I hate for it to become the norm where all games become streaming services. But what if Netflix? now start making games to go along with all of their original TV shows what if we get Uh-oh. Bridgerton the game I can't wait to play Bojack Horseman huh? the game too hot to handle the game <laughs> somehow I don't know but uh, Netflix the princess, you know, they'll figure it out the, the princess, princess, princess switch the princess this, switch the movie the, the game. game yes <laughs> featuring <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah okay I'm sold yeah. I'm down yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, I don't mind it as a subservice. I just I don't want it to get enough of a f- like a footfall that it'll mm. become. Yeah, the I'm, way not, I'm not sure are. it will. I don't think the world is ready yet. Even the these like discless consoles haven't really taken off. No, like the PlayStation Five, the like discless version is way less in demand than most people I know or anyone who has a discless PlayStation Five bought it because they couldn't get the. The yeah, regular one, like, you know, just give it to me. Like, oh, I just need, I just want one, and it is a hundred yeah. euro cheaper. So fuck it, I'll just get it. But like, if they, if you have a choice, nobody's gonna pick that option. I don't think. No, no. Very few. I people. suppose not. I not hope not. Either. I mean, I was talking to a friend earlier about it, and it's definitely a fear because I hate being like, oh, if this happens, it might get worse. Um, but this seems to be like this would be very convenient. And let's be fair, everything is going to the subscription these days. Every single thing. You can't buy a piece of software or electronic thing that's not bloody subscription-based. Like, we know this as Adobe, for example. Like, yeah. You can't buy Adobe anymore. It will definitely... It's definitely going to affect the price of your Netflix subscription. I I think it'll be a separate service, for sure. I think it might be an add-on type situation. Like Like the HD thing? Yeah, like I was just about to say it, like they do at the minute where you for some, if you want to stream in HD you pay them like an extra fucking two euros a month or something stupid. Maybe it'll be something like that. And the thing is, if it works for Netflix, if Netflix do, even if it doesn't work, if now that Netflix are doing it, Amazon's going to do it. There's going to be Prime Gaming. Amazon is doing it. They're all going to, everybody's going to go. Amazon Luna. um, Who's like You'll have HBO. They'll be like the HBO will launch it, and the only game they'll have is that shitty The Sopranos game. game that, no, oh, The Sopranos right. game that came out for the PlayStation Two. I just thought those terrible fucking... Flash games of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones have like yeah. Telltale games and stuff. They yeah. have like a hundred shitty games out there. They literally must have just like when they fucked up in the last season, they just like, oh god, just let them. Well, all but game of Thrones it. has a game game. There was there was an actual it was like called Game of Thrones and it came out for the PS4 a couple of years ago and it was oh, like yeah. it was like set you were playing some like weird guy in who was in like a small house in the north and it was set like concurrent to the the plot of the show and then it kind of went off into it was it was terrible <laughs> it was really bad was it kind of like, like that, game, was, but. was it kind of like that Lord of the Rings game where you were chasing the main 
group uh, of the Lord Rings. Sort of. <laughs> and yeah. once in a while you just interject and then go on again. Yeah, a yeah, little okay, bit. It yeah. was like it was like it's like a supposed to be like a small contained thing, but every once in a while like a character and like Jon Snow would appear for a second or something along those lines. Yeah. As far as I remember, yeah. it was terrible either way. I can't it was oh, I God, remember it being yes. really bad. <laughs> yeah, it sounds terrible. But that's all the news we have for you this week. <laughs> no, it isn't. What are you talking about? Oh, excuse me. Go on then. We have the biggest news oh, story. Oh, I am so sorry. You can kill me now. The biggest news story of all time. Game of Thrones game is coming out. No, no, no. Okay, well, I'm calling it. I'm being I'm being dumb again, all right? It's not that big of a story, but it's big for me, all right? This is yeah, huge. Yeah, no, I get it. No, I, I get it. I get it. I like I, those books. I remember a time when I was 14, 15, and I came across this random book that looked at the time, like the biggest book I'd ever seen in terms of like page count. It was massive. Lord of the Rings, yeah. the trilogy. Oh my God. And I was, like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I'm, I'm really into fantasy novels and things like that. And I picked this book up and it was called The Eye of the World by Robert Jordan. And there's about 10 people who listen to this podcast. Yeah, probably. Yes! But if you follow <laughs> us, if you follow us on Twitter, you will have seen me tweeting about this previously because I tend to lose my mind every time there's any tidbit of news regarding this. So Amazon have decided recently that they're putting all their chips in fantasy, all right? They're going all in. They're they're spending like a billion dollars on a Lord of the Rings TV show and Lord of the Rings animated movie and anime and all this crap. They're doing everything. And they bought the rights. They're making an anime movie like set, like a prequel to the Lord of the Rings or something. What? Mm, Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. It's they're making an anime. Nani, uh, and uh, they're also doing the King Killer Chronicle that we mentioned about ten minutes ago. And yeah. also the biggest one for me is they they bought the rights to the Wheel of Time, which is yes. for those of you who don't know, is a series of high fantasy novels. There's I think fourteen main novels, and then there's a prequel. Um, he thinks I act like I don't know, uh, <laughs> but they it is the Wheel of Time. Maybe people do know it because it is, it's the second highest selling fantasy novel series of all time behind the Lord of the Rings. And the longest one. And the biggest one. It's crazy. And I love it so much. And they're finally... Each book is like a Lord of the Rings size. They're making a TV show. Amazon are making a TV series. Season one is set to debut, they've said just this year. They haven't said specifically Mm. when, but there is a Comic-Con live panel happening next week, July 23rd, that... We think it, they're going to show us a trailer and announce the release date, one of the other, if not both. But the big news this week was that they're also making movies. They've announced that separately to the TV show, but in a way that it will act as a, what they've said, like a companion piece type so situation. So it's the same canon. It's the same canon, but it's set. So the concept of the, of the Wheel of Time is that it's a wheel of time. Time is cyclical, all right? So there's different... Four ages. Different ages, blah, blah, blah. The the main plot of the novels take place in one age, and then there's uh, the Age of Legends, which is a previous age, which hinted at in the books is our world, where we are set. It's modern technology and stuff. They do... They are slightly futuristic. They mention, like, flying vehicles and stuff, and... uh, Mercedes. One guy finds a Mercedes badge at, at one point. But anyway, they're making movies. And Russia and America at war. Yeah, not, so. they're 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 making movies, and they've they've brought on. Now it's early, and this this came in a couple of days ago. I think the Hollywood Reporter or Deadline. Somebody broke it first. That Zach Stentz, uh, who was a co-writer on the first Thor movie and X Men First Class, 
it has been hired to write a script for the first of a trilogy of Wheel of Time movies set during the Age of Legends. Uh, so it, it's <coughs> it's the same world, similar to how they're doing the Lord of the Rings is their Lord of the Rings movie is set during like the Second Age, I think, isn't it? Um, I think it's actually early or third age. Third age, one uh, or the other. Yeah, it's, set, yeah. it's like the same world as the Gandalf Frodo story that we know, but like a different time yeah. period. Seems to be what they're doing with the Wheel of Time too. They're making the TV series that's like the plot of the novels, and now they're doing mm -hmm. this, which is crazy because for so many years, nobody was allowed to do anything with the Wheel of Time. A, a really, really that was made? yeah, a really, really <laughs> awful production company uh, called Red Eagle Entertainment somehow managed to get themselves the rights to making TV shows and movies from the Wheel of Time, like years and years and years and years ago, and they just sat on it for ages because they had no money. They were shit. They had nothing. They weren't able to make anything out of it, and. Oh, God, about six, seven years ago, uh, randomly in the middle of the night, I remember the fandom going absolutely mental, but people screenshotting going, what the hell is this? Is this a Wheel of Time thing? It just aired on, like, FX at, like, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and <laughs> and it was, Billy Zane was in it for some reason. And it was, it was just, yeah, it was Billy Zane. And it was just like 14 minutes of like the opening, like the, the ep, the prologue to the first book of the Wheel of Time. And it was terrible. It was, it was called Winter Dragon and it was the worst crap ever. And the Red Eagle made it really cheaply and threw it on TV just so they could keep the rights. And then that happened and everybody went crazy. And Robert, uh, Robert Jordan's widow, Harriet McDougal, who kind of, runs his estate and everything since he passed she finally like worked it out and now and then amazon bought the rights for like stupid money and they're making stuff out of it but anyway it's big it's exciting news for me it's really cool and yeah. i wanted to take this opportunity to talk about it in case i never get to again until yeah, next week after the comic-con panel well my new story will be the wheel of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's cancelled <laughs> yeah, imagine <laughs> It's cancelled. But the, uh, yeah, the TV show looks awesome. They've got a really interesting cast for everybody. They've yeah, gone, I, I really I re the casting. Yeah, I love it. They've gone super kind of... Uh, it, it's diverse casting, but it like, it makes sense at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. They've got um, the showrunner, Rafe uh, Judkins, seems to be... He's really involved in, in everything from top to bottom. He worked on, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff before. Um, yeah. so I, it's well, just I, cool. I always liked actually where they had um, different ethnicities in the Wheel of Time because it's very creative because it actually it feels like a diaspora, like something happened that made people go to certain areas. For example, there's a bunch of gingers in the desert. That's, that yeah. didn't happen naturally. No, it didn't. Yeah, I know. But, but yeah, but it is. Every, <laughs> every country in it is kind of um, notably bits and pieces from real world cultures kind of mushed together yeah. and stuff uh but yeah there you go that's my my big news story for the week huh. the wheel of time there we go and that's all the news we have yeah, for today um folks uh we hope you enjoyed it uh just a big thing to remember this is a bit experimental we're thinking of changing the music making the program a little bit of its own thing but give us any feedback anything really come back to us do you want more news do you want less do you want us to talk maybe maybe just rattle off a few headlines and then like deep dive into news stories that interest us 
you know, give us feedback. See what you like, how you might like it, and we'll definitely pick some things up on from that. But yeah, uh, this is yet to be named program on Friday that gives you the news that we find interesting. It's me, um, a goodbye from me, Daniel. We will see you Tuesday. That was all. Astrolog. Did you grant? <laughs>